Welcome to Word Life Church. My name is Pastor Freddie Minifield. You know, I'm so excited that you joined us today. I don't believe it's a coincidence. One thing I know for sure is that the Word of God will make all the difference in your life. And the word you hear today is going to encourage you, it's going to challenge you, and it's going to impact your forever. So whatever you do, get all the distractions away and you tune in and expect to hear from heaven. And after the message, don't go anywhere. I'd love the opportunity to pray with you on any needs that you may have in your house or your household. You know, there is no time, space, or distance in the spirit realm. You can be healed, delivered, saved right where you are. So stay tuned after the message. We'll see you then. Well, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Mother's Day here at Word Life Church. I am Terrilyn Minifield, for those of you that are tuning in, and those of you have not been here with us before, we're welcome. We're so happy that you're here. You're just getting a whole bunch of people that love God. We're probably going to love on you, probably going to hug you, and we're probably just going to be happy to be together. So we're so grateful that you joined us today. I have the awesome privilege of delivering the message today. I am excited, you know, when I was spending time with the Lord and uh, preparing and studying and, you know, sometimes, not like Pastor Freddie, but sometimes you start feeling, well, Lord, what do I have to give? What do I have to do? I don't know what I'm supposed to say. And you just yield your heart to what the Lord would have you to do. And, and then the Lord remind me, that's exactly what it's like when you become a mother. That's exactly what it's like. So we're going to talk a little bit about motherhood and the spiritual authority of a mother today, but that let me know I was already equipped to be able to speak to you today. Because being a mother, you don't really have a job description. You kind of do everything. And it's an amazing journey that God wants to take with you. So before we get into all of the details of all of it, uh, I just want to make sure that we are all on the same page because although I'm speaking to mothers, just because you haven't had a physical child does not mean that you're not a mother in your life. I want to make sure that someone really hears me, either someone watching or someone in this building, that there's so many people that are in your life that you have probably mothered them to another level or another season in their life. So don't take away mothering or talking about having children as a physical person that came out of your body. Because there's a lot of people that we are mothering and we didn't give birth to them. God gave birth to them in your life for you to usher them into God's perfect plan for their life. Amen? So let's just get that settled right now. You know what's so funny about, uh, you know, life as it comes some people just take life as it comes at them. They say life happens or this happens and, and I'm just different. I, I happen to life. I don't just take life as it comes. I take a physical, a emotional, a spiritual step into what I'm doing. I'm aware of what's going on. I'm aware of what I need to do. And I'm most importantly aware of the presence and the power of what God wants to do with me and for me that allows me to do this life the way I want to have it done. 
So as we're talking today, I'm giving you that perspective because that's the perspective that I want you to see of what I'm looking at and where I'm coming from. And these principles apply to fathers as well as they do mothers. It's just our day. So we're going to talk about what we want to talk about. Amen? Amen. So just a couple more disclaimers or a couple more things that I wanted to say before I get into it. Um, You know, I am uh, a mom. And I'm also a grandmother. And it has been the privilege of my life to have my children. The children that I've had from my body and the children that I've birthed out of my spirit. And I asked, I actually was uh, talking to one of my, my sons and I asked him, I said, can you feel how much I love you? And he said, yes, yes, I do feel how much I love you. I said, well, then go ahead and do all of the prayers that I prayed for you. Go ahead and live that out. Go ahead and live it out. Because as a mom, when your child can feel and understand who you are and how you are for them, there's nothing that they can't do. I said, there's nothing that they can't do. So... We need to understand and put the perspective on of what a mother is and that role of the position of a mom. And we'll talk about that in detail just a little bit today. Uh, But I'm just so excited to be a mom because it really is the honor of my life to have the children that I have in my life. They bless me. They really, really do. So I love you, children, all of my children. I love you guys. You guys are all so different, all so unique, just also me, also me. So very grateful for that. And to my baby daddy. That's my baby daddy over there. Y'all, he ain't y'all baby daddy. He my baby daddy. I am so grateful for my baby daddy. Because my baby daddy allows me to be me. He's never called me anything other than blessed. And he's allowed me the room, the time, and the space to grow in God and co-signed whatever I needed him to as we grew together in the Lord for our children. I was telling him this morning, he's the best earthly consultant you could ever have. Because I consult him about things that are going on and he gives me good advice, but I'm just so grateful to you, so happy to be your baby mama, and I love you. Amen. Awesome. So before I get emotional and all that, baby daddy looking at me, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and pray and then we'll jump right into the word. So Father God, we thank you for an opportunity to come before you, Lord, with, with an open heart to receive everything that you want us to get from this message today. Father, I thank you that I've studied and I prayed and I submit myself to be the vessel to be used by you completely, Lord. Lord, I thank you and I praise you that the scriptures will leap off of the pages and into our spirits, that we walk away with revelation and understanding, Lord, to be more and do more for you. I give you all of the honor and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So hopefully everybody has your notes. If you have our app, our notes are actually in our app couple of things I forgot to mention that I wanted to make sure that I mentioned is, you know, things are changing here at Word Life Church here in Chandler, for those of you watching online. Things are changing. We're growing. We're expanding. We have a wonderful, absolutely opportunity for our young people, our next gen, that are going to be going to camp 
so excited to announce that we have had donations towards the camp that have paid for four students already to go. Four students are ready to go. So we wanted to definitely extend an invitation to those within the community, those that you know, that this is a great opportunity for them to line up and join up with us to go. So put that in your back pocket just as far as all the things that God wants to do and pray and see if that's something that he wants you to be a part of like that. So we're just so excited. Our children are growing and, you know, we have room and space for people to help. You know, just as a mama of the house, let me just tell you, we got room, we got space for people to help. There's positions available for people to volunteer in every area of ministry. So if that is on your heart, know and understand, I've said it, I've confirmed it, come on and live it. Amen? Awesome. So we're talking about Mother's Day. Mother's Day is such a wonderful holiday, and I not too long ago had a birthday, and I was explaining to my husband how Mother's Day is, is it's, you know, because my, my birthdays are a parade. I don't know about y'all, but I have like a parade for my birthday, and I love it. But Mother's Day is just almost another level of parade because I get to share with others, other mothers, the excitement and joy of being a mom or a grandmom or a godmother. It's just so amazing. So I love, love, love Mother's Day. So we're going to talk a little bit just about moms and getting insight, because we all have a mom. Does everybody agree we all have a mom? If you don't think you have a mom, that's a different altar call. We'll talk about that later. Everybody has a mom. So there's every opportunity for us to be able to celebrate moms. And this is the day that your children get to honor you. Those in your life get to honor you. It's a fun day that everyone should be happy and full of joy. Now, I have to admit myself, this is the third Mother's Day without my mom here on earth. So this is the actual first Mother's Day where I didn't feel the heaviness. So I understand that heaviness, the, the heaviness that you don't have a physical mom here with you. Um, you don't have that person that you can make arrangements for and do. But I exchange my sadness for gladness because of her presence with Jesus. And this came to the third anniversary of her not being with me, but I no longer feel the heaviness. I feel more of the excitement because of the legacy that I have within me to live out the things that she sowed into my heart and into my life. And those of us that are believers, no one understand. Those that have gone to be with Jesus, they ain't got no worries. They ain't got any problems. They got nothing. And they get to be a witness to all of what we do here on earth. So if there's anyone experiencing that today, just know you can exchange that heaviness for gladness. And once you do, it just continues to allow you to blossom and grow where God has planted you. Amen? Amen. So we're going to take a look at some scripture. We're going to just talk a, a little bit, get some definitions out of the way, because, you know, that's just who I am. So in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, it says, honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Honor your father and your mother. So it should be a given in our lives that we should honor our father and our mother. 
Now, I'm not silly enough to believe that everybody had a, a wonderful mother and father that didn't have challenging results or times or experiences with the parents. But that has nothing to do with you honoring them. That has nothing to do with their place in your life that you relinquish your thoughts, your understanding, your belief. That has nothing to do with honoring them. Honor is to give great respect. Honoring the position your mom has in your life, whether it was challenging or whether it was wonderful, is the most powerful force that brings favor and creates an atmosphere for the supernatural in your life. And I'll explain that a little bit more as we get into it, but you need to understand that honoring your father and your mother, since we're talking about Mother's Day, is taking a look at their position in your life and focusing on the best part of that person. Because if you have anything in your heart, anything that makes you feel not so great about your mom, you need to understand that you came from her. So that means you are not feeling so good about yourself. Because that's your mama. That's your mom, your madre, however you want to say it. You came from her. So if you focus on the best part of that person, even if that best part is you, that's honoring her. We honor our moms for who she is or was in our life. It's a position. And what you have to remember and understand that honoring doesn't mean that you agree with behavior that was not honorable. It doesn't mean that you agree with the things or the challenges you as an adult person can look back on and reflect that weren't so good. You don't agree with the bad, but you will agree with the best according to the word of God. And that will free you up. And when it frees you up, there's a liberty that comes about in how you treat others. There's a liberty that comes about in how you receive and give love. There's a liberty or a supernatural understanding that comes in kingdom living. I'm getting ahead of myself. But that all comes over you when you have that checked off as far as that place and who they are in your life. So we will honor our mother and our father because that's what we need to do in order to have the best of what God wants us to have. And some of us just need to settle that. So many times when people ask about your experiences or your family, you're quick to talk about the things that are not so good. You're quick to talk about how you were done this way and that way. Well, I'm here to shed a little light on it for you because that was your perspective in the reality of what you lived, but it's not the final say of who God created you to be. So we will honor our mother no matter what. A mother. A mother is someone that brings up a child with care and affection, either by decision or by design. A mother's love brings you peace, comfort, and knowledge. So in our family, Pastor Freddie and I, we have a blended family. When I um, met and married him, he already had three children that did not come out of my body. And then we continued and we had three more children together. 
but all of them are my children. So when someone will ask me, how many kids do you have? I have always spoken that I had six children. The only difference between those that came out of my body and those that came out of my spirit is time. Because I carried those that I had inside of me for nine months. That's the difference that you're going to see in our children, is time. So I understood it that when I became a part of their life, that as a stepmother, because that's the title the world gave me, um, I wasn't replacing their mom. I wasn't doing anything to have them have a better life other than agreeing with what the Word of God said that was in their life. So I added to them. And a lot of times people call us bonus moms. Well, it's an absolute bonus because you got two women interceding and believing for you, then you got nothing but good. So whether it's by decision or by design, you are a mother because of the care and affection that you have for your child. One thing that we really need to understand is, you know what, God created us before the very foundation of the world, but then he formed us in our mother's womb. He formed you in your mother's womb. So that's why children look like their parents. That's why their character and personality mimic what was in their parents because God formed you in your mother's womb. But yet he created you at the very foundation of the world. It's a very powerful thing if you really take the time to think about it because there's so much that we put according to family or legacy and there's so much that we identify with whether uh, old money or rich people or culture and this and that. There's so many things that we add into the mix but the baseline of what you need to know and understand is that God created you before the formation of the earth, of the world, and when he formed you in your mother's belly, he divinely created you to be unique for your family, for the time that you were born in, and for the vision that he has for you to perform for him today in this world. So I'm telling you, I'm just adding stuff as we go. In Psalm 139, I love that scripture because it speaks to what I just mentioned, that you were formed, Psalm 139, verse 13 and 14, you were formed my utmost being, knit together in my mother's womb. There are no accidents. There are no mistakes. There are no, uh, you know, unplanned whatever. There is a divine anointing on the creation that you were made to be exactly who you were, whether it's the size, the color, the, the into anything that you want to know. You need to understand that you were divinely created by God for his purpose. And your mother was the vessel that was used to usher you into this earth. We have to honor our mother. Three things that I wanted to talk about today, just to kind of give you a high level about uh, mothers and who we are and who they are in our life, is that you need to understand and know that your mom honors you. Well, we're talking about honoring mothers today, but you need to know that your mom honors you. Second thing that we need to know is that your mom sees you as you were created. And finally... Your mom has a spiritual authority to pray, encourage, 
and empower you into God's perfect will for your life. So I'm going to pause there because a lot of times, you know, this information, uh, it may be new information. You know, a lot of times we conceive a child and then we birth a child and we do the best that we know how, which is good. But God's best is for you to do the best that you know how in him that you are praying and that you're nurturing and you're doing your part to continue to remind that child of who they are so they can walk upon this earth with a spiritual understanding and authority and the likeness of who they are in God. It's important for us to honor our moms. So how does your mom honor you? Well, your mom conceived you in her womb. She took care of her body once she knew that she was going to have a baby, and she started growing with you as you develop. Again, like I said, a lot of people take the idea of pregnancy and that whole experience. Well, I definitely took it very seriously because I always went to God and asked, why does it take nine months for a baby to be formed? Because in that nine months' time, you're not only forming a human, you're changing a woman into a mother. And that time of your mother caring you, nurturing you, talking to you, developing the mother that she's becoming allows her to connect with you in an entirely different way that a father can't. A mother knows you beyond what you even know yourself to be because of that time well spent developing, nurturing, uh, taking care of yourself, being mindful. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I know anything that has happened in my life, whether I was getting married or, or when I had children and had baby showers, my whole total focus went on that particular thing. You know, all of a sudden, uh, I know people call it like the law of attraction, that type of thing. If I was getting married, every time I walked into a bookstore, all I saw was bridal magazines. You know, when I was going to have a baby, all I saw was all of the diapers and things that I needed for that. Because we as human beings, when we become focused on a particular thing or event in our life, we, we get the details in order to make sure that event happens the way that we want it to. We become involved, enmeshed into that. So whether you're pregnant or not pregnant, they will always have diapers there. It's just you tuned into the diapers when you were conceived and had that child growing inside of you. It's just a natural law of what we do. And so, so many times we think because we're experiencing that particular event, we're the only ones that are doing that event because it's so heightened and we're so focused on it. But when you understand and know the power of knowing that God will never leave you or forsake you. And as you walk through these events in your life, he is with you to guide you, to impart in you, to give you everything, not only that you need, but everything that you want. It's amazing the fruits that will come about in your life. So your mom honored you. She started understanding that the capability of her body to transform in order to have this human inside of her forming, that she was actually able to do that. 
And you know, there's so many women that have gone through different challenges where the, the doctors have labeled them barren or, you know, they've had situations or unfortunate things that have happened that caused loss. Well, I am here to declare and let you know that that's because of the power that you have inside of you. Some of us, some of us that are God-chosen, empowered vessels that mother like no other will be challenged beyond what other women are. And you have to understand and know that that's the power of what's contained inside of you. We can't always look at struggle and burden and misfortune as things that are so negative that they take away who we are. We have to understand and know that there's a God that understands and knows every little detail that will empower you with that experience to allow it to be a Romans 8.28 experience that you'll be able to go through that to be able to deliver other people and let them know because I went through, you can have this more. And because I'm going through, I know that I'm going to be able to have the promises even there the more because of who I am in him. So your mom, she honors you. She fellowships with you, this person, where there's a unity where your experiences and the impartation of who she is is automatically given to you. It's amazing. It's a miracle of what God's doing because we are all made in his image, but you become a reflection of your mother and the character of who she develops as you are inside of her. She honors you. The child becomes an extension of all that you cherish. Moms promise to take care of the fruits of their personality, the intellect of the mind, and the range of emotions that develop. Your mom promises to be a steward over everything that concerns you when she lend her body to be used as a vessel to birth you into this world. Your mom honors you. And the reason why I keep saying that your mom honors you is because, you know, honor is an exchange. If you honor your mother, that allows her to honor you even more as she's interceding for you and believing God for God's best in your life. There really is no other relationship like a mother and a child. Because that mother that understood and carried you and spent time with you when no one else was spending time with you actually knows the character and the results and the favor and the blessings and all of that that you have inside of you that she delivered you into this earth and continues to deliver you into God's perfect will when they line up with the word. It's just amazing to know and understand what that relationship can be. And a lot of times, us as mothers, we actually don't even take the benefit of understanding the the sacredness and the awesomeness of being able to be a mother. We become more functional and, and do what we need to do to make sure the baby's okay or looks cute and has this and that. But there's another level of responsibility that God has called us to when we talk about spiritual authority. So mom sees you as you were created. There's always a unique story for each and every mom, and you'll hear every different story. Whenever you talk to someone that has had children, they have their very special story about what happened when they delivered their child or what happened when they were pregnant. Every mom has their own story. 
Did you ever think or know that God would want you to have your own story because he was the one that allowed you to go through that story to be able to repeat it back to your child that gives them a unique place, gives them a unique function, gives them their own identity in him because of their story? Everyone has a different birth story. The delivery, the birth, every experience is a God-given experience. And a lot of times we don't give God the credit of the grace that was there that brought us to the end of the story where you have a perfectly healthy baby or a baby that recovered or a baby that's full of life, a vessel that's going to be used to be, bring God's glory here upon the earth. Everyone has a different story. But that mom, she saw you. She saw you as you were created. She saw you when you were cute and young and little and running around and playing. She saw you when she was at, when you're at school and you're challenged and you're intelligent. Your mom can speak to anything that is inside of you because she knows you like that. I'll tell you, my children are so funny. Um, my son, Josiah, Jackson's dad, my kids know that no matter what, I've got their back. Good, bad, or indifferent. If you want to fight, mess with my kids, okay? It's just that simple. So my son Josiah, he would get in trouble in school, and he learned over a period of time, you know, we definitely we would talk about it, and he was one of those kids that he knew the Holy Spirit was real. He was like, well, I might as well tell you because the Holy Spirit is going to tell you. That was his personality, and it still is today. So he'll call and tell me something like, good Lord, why are you telling me that? Anyway, he had this, he, he really liked for me to react, similar to his son, and I think about it. He likes when I react. So he would tell me different things when he would be in class and the teacher approached him a certain way. And from Josiah's perspective, he would tell me, Mom, this is what the teacher said to me and did to me today. And I'd say, oh, really? Oh, Yeah. What? What? Because I was taking it on, like, you're not going to talk to my child like that. I know who he is or whatever, whatever. And I would be like, here I go. And I noticed, like, after four times of him doing this, and I'm ready to go tell the teacher who she, he's not and all of this, that he got so much excitement about, you are, you are, you're going to go tell her, you're going to go tell her. And I said, I wonder if it's really true what's going on, because he's so hyped about it. Because Josiah knew that regardless of what's going on, that I had his back. Whether he was right, wrong, or indifferent, there's still a way that you're going to treat my child. And we'll deal with the wrong stuff if he did something wrong, but you're not going to talk to my child any kind of way. And he would get hyped up, and then I realized, you know, I think he's doing this a little bit too much. But what I loved about that is him knowing that whatever he told me, I heard him, and that my response is going to be in favor for him. And there's so many things I can tell you about each one of them and how they would let me know what was going on because in the end, they knew that I had their back. I had their side and I had their front because I saw them as who they were created. And that came from me spending time with God to ask him who they were, for him to show me what they needed. I think I mentioned before that every school year before school started, I would spend specific time praying about their school year in order to see what my part was in them being able to be successful in school. I separated myself to be able to hear, not just in general, but specifically for that child, what that child needed in order for them to be successful. And I mean, now that I think about it, we had 
different relatives that would come and live with us and stay with us. And I took the same posture with all of them. You know, you know, we had a cousin that came and stayed a school year with us, and he went to school with them. And I'm praying, what do we need to do specifically for that child? Because even though I may not have birthed them, I knew their personalities. I knew enough to know that this world was not going to dictate how they were going to be, that I had some say about who they were as their mother figure or as their mother. You know, it, it's just... The best expression that, that I can put into words is, is that you are the Holy Spirit for your child before the Holy Spirit, uh, before they know who the Holy Spirit was. You're the comforter. You're the guide. You're everything to them. And until they can actually wrap around who the Holy Spirit is and entertain and develop a relationship with them, you actually are the Holy Spirit for your child. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not taking anything away from the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is who God sent for us when he went to heaven. But if you really think about a child and what they need, they need the level of what the Holy Spirit should be doing for us as adults. They need to have a comforter. They need to have a guide. They need to be reminded of things. And that's what the Holy Spirit does for me. And you as a mother are the Holy Spirit for your child or those in your, your sphere of influence. And then there's the spiritual authority. When you have a mother that is in the Lord, when you have a mother that is prayed up and sold out to God, you have a mother that has now partnered with Jesus in order to give the child their best, best, best opportunity to walk out God's will. It happened to me. When I got pregnant with my son, Jordan, that was the child that me and Pastor Freddie had together, uh, one thing had to happen in my life was it, uh, I had Jordan, God allowed me to conceive Jordan, and he wasn't um, the ideal plan situation. But when I conceived him, uh, something happened inside of me. Something happened inside of me because the life that I was living was not giving glory to God. But this child, the presence of this person, pulled me to a divine relationship with the Father that gave me a craving and a desire to have more for my son. You know, so many people, there's so many situations that have happened in our life, and I'm talking about my son. But let me just say this for the, somebody in the back. <laughs> there are situations in your life that happen that you think, oh my gosh, why did this happen to me? And it's a situation that God was able to use to pull you closer to his perfect will in your life. When I conceived Jordan, I was devastated because that was not part of my plan. But that devastation came, turned into excitement and joy because of the expectation of being able to impart into this little person. The responsibility of being able to have this person here on earth and guide them in God's perfect will for his life. So I said from the very beginning, you know, honor is not agreeing. I don't agree with everything that my children are doing. I don't agree with every decision that they make but I do honor who they are in him. And the spiritual authority that grew inside of me 
was an authority to understand and know that I had a position before Father God in order to expect, confess, and declare that my child was going to have every godly thing that was available to them. A spirit of faith, of healing, of anointing, of power. All of the spiritual laws that were available, I was able to tap in and covet for my child in order for them to be produced in this earth in order to not only just give God glory, but to walk out his perfect will for their life. That's the spiritual authority that I'm talking about. And there's a difference because, you know, like I said, if we are just going about life, allowing life to happen to us, the thing that's different is, is that we, we are not making a distinction between the kingdom of God and this world of darkness. If you're allowing life to just happen, you're not taking the authority that God's giving you to be able to stand in the middle and call things as they should be for your child. You're not taking the authority to call things as they need to be for your child. If it says it in the word, we can have it. If it says in the word that God will never leave us or forsake us, I can claim that for my child, that God will never leave them or forsake them. And actually, the number one thing I think that we agreed on doing for our children was to make sure that they had a relationship with Jesus Christ because we knew as humans we were going to fail them in some way. That was the best gift that we've ever given our children. Best gift, because you can look at me all you want, because we all do. We look at our parents and go, well, when I get this, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. But your parents teach you what to do and what not to do. But there's a God in heaven that's ordained for you to be able to do all that you want to do and even more in the kingdom of God. So when I took my spiritual authority and I start praying and believing, there's nothing like standing on the word of God and watching things come to pass for your children. There's nothing like it. And then when we have the children here at the church and we bring them up to pray, we don't do that because that's just fun. We do it because we need to establish our authority in their lives as far as partnering with what God wants to do for them. And understanding, no, it's not just us doing for them. They're teaching us. That two-year-old grandson of ours, he teaches us more about technology than we've ever known. It is amazing to me. But it's also the capability of what we allow ourselves to be able to be set up to receive and to give. God allows us and gives us the right to enforce the spiritual laws. Don't not take your rights. Don't sit by and allow things to happen to your family, to your children, when you have all spiritual authority to go before the Father and tell him, ask him to partner with you in order to declare what needs to happen in your child's life. And you know what? It never ends. Our oldest child is 35 years old. Do you think I'm not praying and declaring things in his life? And as a matter of fact, when I see things that are not okay in my children's life, that's a reason for me to pray. Because I know and understand the authority that I stand in before the Father, and it's just because of the favor of God that they have the grace and protection that they have right now. 
But there will be a day that each and every one of them will walk in the full extent of God's promises and God's perfect will for their life because that's what I agree with God said that I can have because of the spiritual authority that I walk in. And you have to, sometimes you have to be dogmatic about it. I used to talk to my children's spirits when they get in trouble. I didn't talk to them in their flesh. I would be like, oh, no, you're not going to do that and tell them what I needed to tell them. They would be like, Mom, you're cussing me out in the spirit. You're right. You're absolutely right. Because you're not going to sit up here and bring weird grades to my house, have these weird friends around you. When I birth you outside of my body and outside of my spirit, I am not going to let you entertain the devil and think that that's okay. There has to be some give and some take. And I'm going to take my children for the kingdom of God because I'm not giving them up to anything. And we get so passive and we get so worried about what we we're going to do. The biggest lesson, one of the things my husband taught me was I used to be so into the emotional side of things about how my kids felt. Well, I don't want to do that to them. I don't, they don't want them to feel and be discouraged and I don't want to do all that. And he said, so let me just understand, Terrilyn, you're going to allow a 13-year-old dictate to you what should happen as the adult? I said, oh, well, when you say it like that, that didn't make any sense, does it? Sometimes we have to be reminded of the authority that we need to be walking in. Sometimes we have to continue to stand in the authority of what we know, not in order to have your child submit to you, but to partner with what God would have you to do. Because if something, if something big or small or anything that comes in the place that separates them from what God would have for them, that's your right, your time to step in and move that thing out of the way and submit the authority of God over them and bring them to reconcile to what God's perfect will for their life is. We don't have a choice. This is a crazy world that we live in. It's getting crazier as time goes on and on. But there's an authority that you have. There is a grace that's falling upon you. There is a position that you have where you are standing in the honor of God and that you were given as a steward over these children to bring them into the kingdom. And nobody else is going to do it but you. Nobody else is going to do it. Those are not their kids. I know we have all been in the store and you've seen some kid go crazy. And, and either you have two responses, either you ignore it and walk away and go, oh, look at that. Or you go, get him. Get that child. You have two responses. So I'm like, don't even worry about getting the child in the store. I'm on my knees getting that child in the spirit to make sure and know that they are walking according to what God would have them to do. You know, what's so funny is, is that the 35-year-old that I was talking about, there was a period of time, I tell you, and I think about it, we have so many kids that came back and forth and lived with us. Him and his wife had moved in with us when we were um, first relocated to Chandler. And so they're living with us, and we love them. And we thought that they were probably too young when they got married. But we threw that out the window because we just wanted to help them stay married, right? So they were living with us. And I remember, um, you know, I hadn't grown up with him. Um, so, you know, this is my child and that kind of thing. And I was at home, and I was praying. 
I was in the living room of where we lived and he had come home, he opened the door and he saw me praying. And at first I was embarrassed. I was like, oh my gosh, he caught me. And, and then I thought about it, what am I embarrassed for? I'm praying for him. But do you know to this day he remembers that? He remembers that and he remembers me being the one that was praying when he maybe even didn't even know how to pray. But he remembers that. And you know, it wasn't so much about him remembering it. It was remembering that I was standing in the gap for him. And that meant more to him than anything at this point in time, where he will reach out and like, mom, this and that, and say whatever, because he knew my position of authority with the father was a direct line. And sometimes as children, they don't know what a direct line looks like, especially when they're paying attention to what the world is saying. Sometimes the children don't even know what they're supposed to do. All they can do is believe what you said was true. It was amazing. So I look at the example that I've been for my children, that this was the real deal, that when I go before the Lord, I go before the Lord. I'm not pretending and acting like we can just say grace and the food is blessed and that's it. I'm praying before God in order to be able to understand not only who they are, but who I am and what I need to do in the situation in order to propel them into God's perfect will for their life. I, if my children say that they feel love, they feel love because of the power and the presence of God that surrounds them. That's what they feel love from. Because I am going to the Father and taking the authority that I have and the wisdom that I've been taught from the experiences that I've gone through to impart into them what I know. That's what I owe my children, what I know in order for them to add to. We often say, I think how we say it, that our ceiling is their floor. That's exactly what it should be. Where we end is where they should be beginning. My children are great in this land. They are great in who they are. They are great in God. I don't always see it, but I believe it. Because I'm doing my part to stand in the spiritual authority of what God would have me to do. You know, one of the most important things I think is that as a parent, as a mom, we need to know and understand the attack of what you're dealing with is not right now. And what I mean by that is, is that everything that goes on in chaos and in trauma, it's not about right now. It's about what you were going to do for the Lord in the future. So if you can hold your course and deal with whatever you need to deal with, with praying in the spirit, getting into the word of God, calling on God to take authority over that thing, you will know and understand that that's a distraction from the blessing that is before your child. I said, that's a blessing that's before your child. We're not doing this just to be able to have kids and say that we're family. We need to be the church. We need to impart our children to be able to stand and when they don't know anything but stand. When they need to be able to hear the voice of God and no one understand the difference between the voice of the devil in this world. We need to be able to do all of those things and even more. But it's going to take us standing in the spiritual authority that God has given us as mothers. Because we're the ones that have spent the most time with that child. So I want you to take a look at a couple of scriptures with me. 
Um, let's go to Luke chapter 2, verse 19. You know, this is one of my favorite people in the Bible is Mary, the mother of Jesus. And the reason why she is so awesome to me is because she kept so many things in her heart. Understand her story. When the Lord came to her, when the angel came to her and told her that she was going to conceive a child by the Holy Spirit, she said at that moment, by thy, by thy word, I believe that's what she said, by your word, by your will, she said yes, okay? She said yes to everything that God said. And when she did that, we don't see all of the little details of Jesus as he was growing up as a child, but understand she was that mother that dealt with the terrible twos. She was that mother that dealt with the teething baby. She was that mother that dealt with probably a kindergartner in that time that wasn't um, playing fair with everybody, even though he was the Lord, our Savior. She had to compartmentalize that this is her son that came from her body, but also the Lord of the world. And that's absolutely amazing to me when you really think about it. Mary was the only person, the only human being that was with him all of his life. She received him, she raised him, and she worshiped him as he was crucified. That's a powerful story of a mother that was actually able to walk through all of the humanness that your child goes through, but yet still propel him to be who he's supposed to be for God. So let's look at scripture. Luke 2, 19. Is that up on the screen already? There he is. But Mary treasured all these things in her heart and often pondered what they meant. And let's go to Luke 2, 49 to 51. Let's look at that. Mary was one of my favorites because, you know, even as a mother, when you have people that are in your life, when you have children, there are so many things about your child that they don't know themselves until they grow into it. They don't know what is inside of them. They don't know the capabilities or what they can do until you help them achieve it or believe that they can. So the funny thing about this is in... Um, the first wedding in, in Cana. What I love about, uh, actually, I think that's the wrong one. Oh, this is when there was an amber alert. This is what I like to do. So in my terms, so Jesus was walking with his mother and his father, right? They were going to a festival, and then they lose Jesus. And they're like, where's Jesus? We don't know what to do. So in our terms, the day would be like there was an amber alert that happened. Jesus was lost. They didn't know where he was. And when they found Jesus, they found him that he was in the temple talking to the scholars and the priests. And he was not only just talking to them, but he was educating them and finding out more. And it was just amazing. So Jesus said to them, why would you need to search for me? Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be here in my father's house, consumed with him? And Mary and Joseph didn't fully understand what Jesus meant. Jesus went with them back home to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured Jesus' words deeply in her heart. That's a mama. Here she has the Son of God, that she conceived in her body, that she raised him up, an amber alert went off, and he's telling her, why are you concerned? Why are you worried about me? You know who I am. 
And she, in her heart, knew who he was. And so although we're not married and we didn't have Jesus, we definitely have, uh, the, we have a, a example of God, who's created in God's image inside of us that have brought into this world. So when things happen with your children, when they don't know who they are, but you know who they are, you can continue to usher them into the goodness and the grace and the power of God's perfect will for their life. I love that. And she's a great one to always look back and see how she handled what was going on. I mean, what will we do if God were to minister to us and say, your child is going to be that pastor that's going to bring hundreds of thousands of people to the Lord? Or your child is going to be that lawyer that's going to influence a case of a lifetime and change the law? Or your child is going to be that actor that's going to represent me in the big screen that people will be able to follow and know that they can have a, a life in the entertainment industry but yet serve me. What has God told you about your children that allows you to see beyond what you see right now because of the spiritual authority that you've taken over their will in order to bring them, to reconcile them to God's perfect will for their life? That's what we need to do. That's why we will honor our mom. Your mom and her position in your life and in your heart is one of the greatest connections to the supernatural. When that's settled, when you really understand and honor that position and honor who she was or who she is, it allows you to be able to connect with God on a whole different level because you understand where you came from and you honor where he used the vessel that he used in order to bring you here to do what he would have you to do. Whether it's good or challenging, the testament to your life is her experience with you as you entered, your, entered the world. So you want to honor your mom and honor your children. These are not cute little possessions that we own. These are vessels that we've been empowered to steward over, to usher them into God's perfect will for their life. It's an amazing, amazing achievement. It's an amazing assignment. It's amazing. It really, truly is. And I know and I truly believe this, that when we get to heaven and we are standing before the Father, that he will take a look at the details of our life and see what the great things that our children did according to our faithfulness, according to our obedience, according to who we said they were in him. I just know, I know my mom is smiling. She's having a good time because she's like, look at that girl. Look at what she's doing. She got good shoes. <laughs> I know she's having a good time. She's having a blast because there's, there's nothing but the peace and the presence of God before her. But there's also the favor of God that goes before her because of what she sowed into her children. So the most important thing that I want to make sure that we all know and we all realize is that the positions in our life have a meaning. And when we honor what God honors and we treasure what God has done in our life, that only leads us back to him. Mother's Day is a great day. It's a great opportunity that if you haven't been that mom that's taken the spiritual authority, you can start today. 
If you have alt in your heart against your mom or people that raised you and all of that, you can leave that here today. You can pick up and be who God authentically created you to be in order to continue to usher those that you are accountable for, responsible for, mother to here on this world. You can pick up what you need to and usher them into everything that they need. It's a great privilege. Like I said, I love my children. And they continue to teach me every day. They teach me because they sharpen me with the things that I believe and as the world continues to change, it empowers me to know that we've placed inside of them what they need in order for them to be successful. It may not always look that way, but they have everything they need on the inside of them because of God, not just because of us. Amen? Awesome. So I just wanted to take, and I get an opportunity to uh, actually celebrate some of you moms today. Um, before we do that, I would definitely just want to pray because, you know, if there was something in this message that, that touched your heart, if there was something in, in your life, whether you have things that you need to get rid of or be empowered to be able to be more, let's deal with that first before we deal with the celebrating the moms. So let's do that. So I'll have everybody just bow your head and close your eyes. You know, Father God, we just thank you and we praise you, Lord God, that we come to you with an open heart. Father, you know all the details of our life. There's never a mystery when it comes to serving you. And so, Lord, instead of us holding on to those details, we're going to open our heart to allow you to be a part of those details, to smooth over anything that needs to be, be smooth. We're going to give to you any detail that's hurtful or harmful, Lord. We're going to replace any thought any pain, any trauma with your blood that continues to heal us each and every day. Father, you loved us so much that you sent your son to die for us. And because of that, we can have abundance in every area of our life. So we're going to call on the abundance of who we are in you to satisfy anything that's not right. And Father, if there was something that was heard today that we want to recommit and rededicate our position as mothers, that we want to receive the honor that's due and also take on the assignment that we're called to. Father, we ask that you continue to open our hearts and give us the details that allow us to stand in the right position. Father, you are such a, such a good God. We thank you and we praise you for all of what you continue to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Wasn't that a powerful message? Isn't God good? You know, one thing I know for sure, the word of God never returns void. It's always going to do what it's supposed to do. So here's your challenge. Apply the word of God that you heard today. If this message has been a blessing to you in any way, I'm encouraging you to consider sowing a seed. You know, here at Word Life, we're seeing lives transform. We're seeing people saved, healed, delivered. And that happens through partnerships. So we welcome your partnership. If you feel led to come and be a part of what God is doing here. If you have any prayer requests, let us know. We would love the opportunity. I'm going to pray for everybody here in a second. But if you have anything specific, let us know. We would love the opportunity to partner with you in prayer. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for each and every viewer. Father, I add my faith to their faith right now. 
In the name of Jesus, I speak blessings over their lives, over their children, over their households. I boldly declare that they are above only and not beneath. They are the head and not the tail. And they walk in victory in Jesus' name. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next time.